This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Hello and welcome to another installment of COVID Report, a show that is dedicated to providing you with comprehensive coverage and factual information of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Garabo Asala, and we're of course back again with another relevant topic to unpack right here on the COVID Report. On today's show, we will be unpacking the long-term effects that COVID has had on our culture and expound on the role that traditional leaders have played during the pandemic. And just to kick us off into the conversation of today, we'll be discussing the long-term impact of COVID-19 on culture in the country and in the world at large. And to help us kickstart this conversation, we'll be talking to Dr. Gugu Mazibuko, who is a cultural expert. Dr. Mazibuko, welcome to the show. And just to give us a point of departure into our conversation today, possible long-term impacts of COVID-19 could be in the post-era. Hopefully we'll get to that post-era of the COVID-19 pandemic. What are some of the long-term impacts that we can possibly see on culture? When um, we look at the impact of COVID on culture in long, we would look at issues like the delays because there will be some kind of a backlog in different uh, rituals that are performed. Uh, because if I, I, I take an, an example of um, maybe the coming of age ritual or other cultures that are performed in families, you find that they were to be delayed because of the COVID and because of all the restrictions that are coming with the lockdowns and and so forth, there will be some challenges on such delays and um, there there will be also some loss of touch uh, with um, the celebration, the cultural celebrations that are usually taking place annually because uh, some communities, some people, they look forward to annual uh, ceremonies, cultural ceremonies that take place. So there will be those disturbances. Uh, however, the people that um, are practicing such, uh, for as long as they are, they are being educated fully, on what is taking place in the entire uh, country, in the entire uh, world, because the pandemic is not affecting the African communities only, but it is affecting the entire world. So those are the experiences that will be shared by all the communities that practice culture. I'm glad you touched on that, Dr. Maziboga, because as you were speaking, I was just about to ask you a follow-up question on how you think this pandemic crisis has impacted the way we interact with each other culturally. So then my follow-up question becomes, do you think it has shown some individualized responses? As you you mentioned something about cultural traditional events being impacted, the way we celebrate things in, in the pandemic. Should we expect some individualized responses in many communities? especially those, say, in the rural areas who may not get a full awareness. Maybe they hear about COVID-19 from people who go to the cities. Perhaps they themselves have not really experienced um, such. Maybe there hasn't been a case in a village or a particular remote area of the country. But should we still expect individualized responses moving forward in the way that they themselves celebrate their culture? I I don't think so because of the power of uh, social networks and technology. Because even when you talk about the deepest 
the deep, very deep, deep rural uh, areas, you find that uh, the news, they, they, they get there because of um, social networks and cell phones. However, uh, one would touch on the issue that in communities, we live a communal life. So this whole pandemic will impact nuclear family because we can't have big family gatherings and also the ceremonies. And because we are aware of the lockdown rules and regulations, therefore, people are aware that we cannot exceed such numbers. So all those things, the impact on the communal gatherings and also family rituals, because with us as African families, uh, we have big families and we have extended families. When we have a small ritual or a small ceremony, when the entire family is together, you find that we exceed the number. So this, in a way, is impacting on the, the daily life of um, African communities. And just to change gears a bit, I would like us to talk about the cultural beliefs and values that could possibly contribute to either the success or the failure of global efforts to contain the spread of an outbreak. We know that some people hold religious dispositions or um, cultural perspectives such that they believe there's an ethical dilemma associated with using human tissue cells to create vaccines. Some believe that the, the body is sacred and should not receive certain chemicals or blood or even tissues from animals and that we should be healed by God or or a natural means. For example, if we look at the, the, the Catholic Church, it recognizes the value of vaccines and the importance of protecting individual and community health. However, there are some cultural beliefs that can maybe let's say hinder our progress in trying to get that haloed herd immunity. So could we see this being having a great impact in a country like South Africa, where we actually value our our cultural beliefs and, and religious systems? Well, I cannot comment much on such because in my culture, there is an understanding that culture is learned, it is shared, and it is also integrated and dynamic. So in that sense, I'm trying to say that because culture is learned, whilst we are educating our children about various rituals, beliefs, customs, the social distancing, the vaccine issues will also be part of the discussions because this is not the first time we have uh, vaccines, we have uh, new things that are coming in. In the early years, there, there were vaccines for polio, etc., but they never interfered with the daily life of the people or their culture. So I don't see any challenge when it comes to, 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 to vaccinating everyone. But uh, I can agree with certain religions, but I cannot dwell much. I cannot say it can be linked to cultures because most of the African cultures, they don't uh, negate to, to, to things that are for their help. Um, I remember when the issue of making sure that boys are safe with Amazon, boys are safe when they are circumcised. 
it was welcomed that now we need to incorporate the new ways of circumcising boys so that they don't die. They become circumcised and yet in a healthy environment. So I don't see any uh, negative impact uh, on that issue. You mentioned a bit there about uh, your culture. You said culture is learned, it's, it's integrated and it's dynamic. That was quite something. And at a community level, and perhaps a more traditional response to the pandemic, um, there has been um, isolation measures, lockdown measures. Uh, Could we owe some of them to be influenced by cultural biases? Um, I cannot speak for government as to who or what influenced government imposing uh, rules and regulations. Uh, but however, I think uh, maybe it is based on the research that they conduct and then they see fit for South Africa. But in our communities, in African communities mostly, you find that there are some parallels with what the the, the government is telling the people to do because we have been practicing social distancing unconsciously in our communities where you find that in a homestead, you find that people are grouped according to ages. So you find that this group is sitting there, the other group is sitting there. So I don't think uh, it has that much impact because unconsciously social distancing was being practiced. Cleanliness was also part of daily life of African communities. You've just mentioned that to some extent we have unconsciously adhered to these lockdown measures. So is there something that maybe we could do consciously? Is there a need of more community engagement and cultural conscious policy that is needed in order to increase the effectiveness of any implementation to to the global struggles with the COVID-19 pandemic? Absolutely. We need policies that will guide, that we will all live according to them because when the, where there is a policy, you know that people will would adhere to the policy and communities will be educated that this is the way of life. As I have already mentioned, that culture is learned and shared. So all the information in African communities is learned. So people must be taught, must be educated, and this whole information must be shared, even when there is the such policy that must be shared amongst the communities. Uh, policies are good, and as long as they are implemented, and educating people is also important at all levels. All communities must be educated using the languages that they understand as well. And education is quite important, and you spoke about it being necessary at all levels. So what are some of the strategies that we can implement in order to to see the effects that we want when we speak about education and educating communities? What are some some of the things that we ourselves can do? Do we need to bring in more cultural experts to speak to to community members? Um, Should curriculum be changed at schools? What, What are some of the things we can do? Well, this can be done uh, at different uh, angles because it can form part of the life orientation curriculum in schools. But remember, there are traditional uh, leadership structures at communities from Inkosi down to the 
uh, indunas uh, in, in in rural communities communities respect their traditional leaders african communities respect their traditional leaders and from the king to amakosi to izinduna in local uh, communities when these uh, leaders are educated uh, they can easily impact knowledge to their subordinates in various communities. And this will make life very easy because people trust the, uh, the leaders that they know. And they also, when information is being shared, it is easy to relate to what is taking place uh, in that particular context. So I think uh, they, 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 they need the involvement of traditional leadership is of great significance uh, during this uh, in trying um, to find solutions to the pandemic. Certainly, it has brought out a lot of ingenuity in us. We've had to think of alternative means to mitigate and perhaps the involvement of traditional leaders is one of those alternative ways to help mm. us mitigate the effects of the pandemic. Thank you so much, Dr. Gugu Mazibogo. Thank you for being a part of the show today and for shedding light on how culture has been impacted by COVID-19 in the long term. Thank you very much, Karabo and listeners. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. Or streams by www.vafm.co.za.